Imagine you're the mayor of paradise, a small town with big dreams. Ever since you settled in this area with your family, you've been striving to figure out how to get your town on the map. You're tired of being in a tiny backwater town and the nothingness that comes with being nowhere. You've decided that if you're ever going to get lots of people to stop at your camel stations and buy all your snacks while their camels drink your water, then you need to have some sort of attraction to draw people in. Hmm, what would do it? Like a bolt of lightning, the idea strikes you. A massive tower that reaches to the heavens. What could you call it? The Tower of Paradise. Yes, that's it. People will come from all over the world to touch the clouds from your tower. And while they're here, they'll buy all of your tower merchandise. Turbans, tunics, and sandals. All with your name on them, of course. It'll be a gold mine. Construction begins, and as each day the tower takes shape, your excitement grows. You can already tell that people are treating you more respectfully, and everyone believes you're important. You love that feeling. As you daydream about people praising you, you notice a commotion toward the top of the tower and see two workers in an argument. You rush up there to calm them down so that the construction toward you becoming great isn't delayed. When you separate the men, you're shocked to realize that you don't understand what either one of them is saying. And when you try and calm them down, they just look at you like you've grown a second head. What's happened? Why can't they understand you? You look around and realize that the entire town is arguing with each other. In disbelief, you watch as all the workers leave the tower and begin to head out of town. As the town slowly empties, you keep hearing one word pop up in all the different languages. You know that it will become the new name for your backwater town that no one will ever visit again. Babel. I'm Pastor Michael, and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens, where learning and obeying God's Word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable, just like Chicken and Waffles. Hello, preteens! It's Pastor Michael, and I am glad you are here with me again today. I think it's another great day to become unique and unforgettable, by learning and obeying God's Word. What about you? Hey, Mom, Dad, really quickly, did you know that preteens who read the Bible are more likely to hold on to their faith when they become adults? You may not be sure how to help your preteen read the Bible on their own, and I want to encourage you and help you to do that. So you can go out to my website, chickenandwafflespodcast.com, and download my free resource, How to Influence Your Preteen to Love the Bible. It's a four-step plan that will help you and your preteen grow closer to God and to each other. Hey, who doesn't want that? So head out there to my website and check that out. Put in your email and I'll send it straight to you. 
All right, preteens, let's jump in to our episode today. And have you ever thought about what you want to be when you become an adult? You know, I know there are some of you who want to become teachers or doctors or veterinarians or engineers, you know, and you want to be able to help people and do really cool stuff. Well, you know what? When I was your age, that is not what I wanted to be. I wanted to become amazing and famous like an NBA star, specifically Michael Jordan. Yes, that's right. I grew up in the 80s and 90s when Michael Jordan was the best basketball player on the planet. And let me go ahead and tell you, all of you fans of Giannis or LeBron or whatever, Michael Jordan is the GOAT, okay? I watched him back then. I've watched them today. He's still the best, all right? Now, I didn't dream of helping people. I dreamed of becoming famous and important. And you know what? I'm not the only person who's ever dreamed that. In Genesis 11, we find a group of people who dreamed of becoming great and important. So, what's our first question? What do we always ask? What does it mean? That is our chicken question. And at this point, everybody spoke the same language. And they decided that to become rich and famous and powerful and all those things, they were going to build a big, giant tower. So let's check this out. Let's read Genesis chapter 11, verse 4. Then they said, Come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from becoming scattered all over the world. See, I told you, they were just like me when I was a kid. They wanted to become famous and they wanted everything to be all about them. They were like, hey, look at us. Look at what we accomplished. Look at how amazing we are. It's a part of all of our characters to want people to notice and praise us from the youngest of ages. I bet you don't remember the first time you ever walked. If you do, I'd be pretty amazed. But when you did, I can guarantee you everyone cheered and praised you when you did it. Why? Because what you did was really good. And your parents were really proud of you. And you should have been praised for that. But what if you only walked now when someone praised you? What if you just sat on the floor and you're like, I'm not going anywhere until someone praises me for just taking some steps? (laughs) Can you imagine going to the store with your mom or your dad and you're crawling all over the store? Yeah, people would look at you like you're kind of weird. I would look at you like you were kind of weird because that would be silly, right? Well, God looked down and he saw what the people were doing and what their motivation was, and so he disrupted their plans and caused everyone to start speaking different languages. Yeah, that'll bring work to a halt real quickly. But why? Why did he do that? Well, to answer that question, let me tell you a story about you, okay? 
Let's say it's your mom's birthday, and you know what? Your mom's pretty awesome, and you're like, you know what? For my mom's birthday, I want to do something special for her, and so you got your dad to take you to the store to get her some flowers, and then you spend a lot of time making her a special card, and then you even made her breakfast on her birthday, and your little brother was there, and he wanted to help out. You know, he might have been a little annoying, but you're like, all right, little bro, I'll let you help out, and you showed him because he doesn't know how to do all this. You showed him how to crack an egg so he could help, so you could make your mom scrambled eggs. But at the last moment, you forgot one last detail, and you run to your room. Well, while you're in your room, your mom comes out into the kitchen and and is shocked to see everything, the card and the flowers and the breakfast, and she goes, who put all this together? And your little brother who's in the kitchen, he goes, I did it, mom. I did it all myself. Happy birthday. And your mom is beside herself. She's like, oh, little brother, you're amazing. I love you. You're the best son. How would you respond if that happened? Your little brother got all the praise for the work that you did. It was your idea. You did all the work. And all your little brother did was crack an egg because you showed him how to do it. I bet you're stopping. You're going, oh, little brother, I'm not happy with you, right? Yeah. Why would it have been so wrong for him to do that? Because he didn't deserve the credit, right? Everything was based on your plan and your work. The only thing he was able to do was because you taught him. Now. Let's apply this to our chapter in Genesis today. That's why God opposed the work at the Tower of Babel. God was the one who created all those people. He gave them the ability to think and build and work together. Everything they did was based on what he had already done and accomplished for them. But they were like your little brother saying, I did it. Look at me. Everybody praise me, right? And so I want you to remember our big idea today is it can't be all about me because God deserves all the credit. So what should I do? That's our waffle question because remember, reading the Bible should affect the decisions I make and the actions I take. Now, does this mean that when someone praises you, you've got to reject it? You've got to be like, no, I cannot accept your praise. It's all about God, not about me. Is that what this means? No, because there is a difference between receiving praise and expecting praise. There's a huge difference. So here's my challenge for you. The next time someone praises you for something you did, maybe you played a good basketball game, or you did awesome in your ballerina recital, or you aced a test at school, and so someone comes up to you and says, hey, great job at one of those things. Well, here's what I want to challenge you to do. After you say thank you, because that's what you should say, right? Thank you for noticing. I appreciate that. I want you to silently pray and thank God for giving you the ability to accomplish what you did. You can pray, God, thank you for giving me the ability to play basketball. Or God, thank you for allowing me to learn ballet. Or God, thank you for giving me the ability to learn so I could do well on that test. Now, do you see what you did? You may have said thank you to that person. You received that praise, but then you gave that praise to the Lord 
and you chose to be humble. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Remember, he opposed the people in Genesis 11, trying to make everything about them. But James says that he favors the humble. You know, the best way to not have a prideful heart and instead have a humble heart, it's through being thankful. And most of all, being thankful to the Lord and all that he has done for you and provided for you, because it's not about you. It is all about him. So this week, go out and you know what? Be awesome. Everything you do, just do it to the best of your ability. Be as, as the awesomest preteen that you can be. Rock it out in everything you do. But when you are awesome, be sure to give thanks to the one who gave you the ability to accomplish those things. Hey, thank you for joining me today. I love it when we get to hang out together for just a few moments. I know you are ready to go out and be unique and unforgettable today since we have learned God's Word together. Hey, and mom and dad, if you want your preteen to learn to love the Bible, be sure to go out to chickenandwafflespodcast.com to get my free resource that will show you how to do that in four simple steps. Hey, remember, preteens, every time you learn and obey God's Word, you're becoming unique and unforgettable, just like chicken and waffles. I'll see you next time.